You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcasts. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows TRIO programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former TRIO staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with TRIO. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Amelia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, listener, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. I am your host, Juan Rivas. In today's episode, we have Armando Maqueda, who is an alumni of the Trio Upward Bound program and current participant of Colorado State University's Academic Advancement Center, who hosts a TRIO Student Support Services program. Armando is on the podcast to talk about his educational journey, attending Colorado State University, and sharing what he sees next for himself. A huge thanks to our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario Riley, Dr. Ryan Barone, Dr. Jamie Motley, Angelica Valdez, Jaded Electronics, TRIOJobList.com, and Student Access. Thank you so much for your continued support of this podcast. You too can be a sponsor of the podcast. Head on over to Patreon and search for Let's Talk Trio. Choose one of four patron levels. You can support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month goes a long way in supporting this podcast. If you own a business and would like to run an ad on our podcast, send us a message so we can connect for more details. Become a supporter with a one-time donation to the podcast PayPal account. The handle is at Let's Talk Trio. All one word. Again, that handle is at Let's Talk Trio. Any amount is truly appreciated. If you'd like to nominate a participant, staff, or alumni to be on the podcast, send us an email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. That email again is L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. Again, a great episode featuring Armando Maqueda, who is an alumni of the Trio Upward program and current participant of Colorado State University's Academic Advancement Center. Sit back relax and enjoy this episode. Four, three, two, one. Hi, Trio Nation. My guest on the Let's Talk Trio podcast is a student at Colorado State University, Go Rams, and is a participant of the Academic Advancement Center's Trio Student Support Services program. He is currently studying business administration with a double concentration in accounting and finance. He is no stranger to the podcast as he appeared previously when he was with the CSU's Trio Upperbound program when he was in high school. Welcome to the podcast, Armando Maqueda. Armando, welcome to the podcast. 
Thank you so much for having me today, Juan. I'm just overall really excited to share a little bit about my story and, you know, how my life has transformed from that day that I was on the podcast during Azamali. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just overall just looking forward to it and, you know, sharing my story and hopefully um, people can relate to it in some sort of way. Absolutely. So, so glad to have you on here. I think we've been discussing you being on the podcast for a little while now, right? We were trying to get our schedule lined up. Uh, so now we're super glad to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm glad, you know, our uh, schedules were able to work today. Um, on my way to campus this morning, I just, um, just seeing the trees and just the nice weather just reminded me of how much I appreciate being here at CSU and just how much I miss it being away from it during the summer. So you are no stranger to this podcast. You appeared three years ago as a high school student when you were in the, with the Trio Upper Bound program. Uh, can you tell the audience what event was that and when you appeared on the podcast? Yeah, so uh, about three years ago, uh, during Upper Bound, I remember we went to go see Azamali. Mm -hmm. We It was like this music and... Um, and music industry experience so where we could get the opportunity to meet a lot of musicians and stuff like that and it was just overall in my opinion a really neat experience just because I wasn't interested in going at the beginning mm -hmm. I don't really play any musical instruments but I do want to learn how to play musical instruments so yeah, going yeah. to this uh, opportunity was overall just a huge um, fantastic opportunity and from there I remember Amelia one of the C4E advisors um, got me and some other students from Upper Bound to go to this table mm -hmm. where I met Juan and he was just talking about um, just helping and hearing uh, students from uh, Upper Bound stories, you know? Yeah. And I thought that was just a really neat experience because I had never been on a podcast and so I thought I would be famous from this experience, but I guess it was just overall nice just hearing my words. I've looked back on it a couple of times and just realized that I've, you know, grown to become more of an independent man, but I'm also proud of how far I've gotten in life, just uh, graduating high school, especially during a busy time during COVID, to now being a third year college student. It just shows how much time passes by, but with time passing by as well, we also develop to becoming better persons overall absolutely so uh, absolutely right we that's where we met is also also motley at the washington's music venue uh and you said you wanted to learn music uh or learn how to play an instrument uh did you get to play some music with also motley did you get to try out a, ver a variety of instruments yeah so i don't remember exactly what instruments i played but i do remember playing the drums for a bit and overall just getting the rhythm of the music was overall just a really cool experience especially when we were all uh, in rhythm as a whole upper bound team. I thought that it just really demonstrated hard work, um, commitment, and just supporting one another uh, and just trusting each other that our music was gonna come out to be the best that it could. And then I remember we also got the opportunity to dance on stage. I mean, I remember That's I was awesome. a little afraid at the beginning, but uh -huh. just being pressured by the other upper bound students to go outside my limit and try the best I could just really showed that I really valued that community that I had during That's high awesome. school. Yeah. Well, now here you are many, many years later and a college student at Colorado State University. Uh, how does that feel? Um, sometimes I can't even believe I'm a CSU student. I have worked so hard uh, from the time I was a little kid to where I am now to be here giving this podcast and just to be walking across campus at CSU. Sometimes I am just overall really excited to be here and just to develop as a human. I remember 
when I started my freshman year and I compare myself to who I was two years ago, I'm not the I'm a different person now, and I think I've grown to become a better person and just becoming more independent and just overall looking forward to what life has afterwards. Um, I started doing an internship this summer and oh, just wow, getting amazing. a little bit of work experience just really shows me that I do value this time being a college student just because I guess through this work experience I'm realizing that high, that college is not the same as getting a career later on mm-hmm. so therefore I must enjoy every moment of college as of right now uh, even though I may have some stressful exams over off how to say my experience being a college student has been really fantastic and I look forward to having another great two years absolutely so what have you enjoyed most about being a college student and what has changed in the years since we last saw you yeah that's a really good question to ask I guess one thing that I love about being a college student is just um, walking across campus to go to my classes. I feel like I meet so many new people and I just get to hear a lot a lot of people talking about their days and it just makes me realize that we're all here in college to better ourselves for mm-hmm. a better future and I guess that just motivates me from time to time just knowing that you know, I may sometimes have this stress from this certain class or because it didn't work out, but a lot of us as a whole are, you know, feeling those same pressures. So just realizing that I'm not alone in this and that I have like a ramily around me uh, is really important to me as well. And I guess the ways that I've changed as a person are just um, becoming more open and becoming more myself I guess I remember Mm -hmm. my freshman year was a little more shy but now just being able to talk about myself and going up to people and getting to know them and their stories just really shows me that I've developed as a person and that I'm just looking forward to seeing all the growth that I have that I will have going forward from now right on well Armando I know that we're going to get a lot of time to talk about your college career in just a moment but I want to rewind the clock just a little bit can you talk to us about yourself Armando and what was your upbringing like yeah, so my parents came from Mexico. Uh, my mom's from Mexico City, and my dad's from the state called Querétaro. Um, for those of you who have not heard it, it's a small state um, two hours away from Mexico City. And so they came here to the United States, I guess, for a better life for not only me, but my siblings and for themselves as well. And then I guess from here, you know, just seeing them work long hours when I was growing up and mm-hmm. just um, sometimes we didn't have the most the best economic situation just really showed me that I had to you know just overall work hard to get a better future and so since I was a little kid you know I had my struggles I didn't know any English growing up so it was difficult going to school and just being in this new world where people don't speak the same language as you and then from there um, it was difficult for me to make friends just because of that and I guess that kind of made me vulnerable and kind of shy at the same time but then going into middle school and going into high school I learned to open up a little bit I started asking more questions um gaining more interests mm-hmm. and stuff that I liked and then from there you know I got into upper bound and upper bound was a huge support system for me uh going into college especially here at Colorado State University um mm-hmm. at the beginning of my high school year I don't remember, I don't even recall where I was going to go, where I was going to go to college. I just remember that 
just as long as I went to a higher education uh, facility institution, I, I was happy. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't really have any visions, but I just guess growing up, um, just growing up and being involved in so many programs and just seeing my parents sometimes not have struggle mm-hmm. is the right word, uh, just uh, persevered me and showed me that I have to work hard and just be grateful for the opportunities that they have given to me and my siblings to have a better future. And then from there, go, and from now going forward, um, just giving back to them as well mm-hmm. and helping them in any way I can. Absolutely. Uh, how would your family describe you? My family would probably describe me as someone who works really hard mm-hmm. um, for what they want in life, someone who isn't afraid to speak up when they see something wrong and just overall a person who cares for the society, but also his family. I enjoy being with my family and just being a support system towards anyone who may need it and my family just because I, at the end of the day, we all, ju- we all may need that someone in our lives to bring us up. And so I like to play that role in my family. And I also like to um, just help them in any way I can. Uh, I like to help my brother with his college applications with any school stuff that he may need help on. Um, my parents, sometimes I'll, I'll go to them, I'll go with them to go work. And so it just shows that I want a better future for them as well. And I guess it goes back to giving back. I give back in any little way that I can. Do you have a favorite childhood memory? Mm, I guess my favorite childhood memories were just like the family reunions that we would have all the time. Yeah, neat. Yeah. Um, just a really good time, I guess, in my life. Um, just being a kid, you know, having no worries, you know, just your only worry being about uh, what games you're going to play that day with your cousins. Uh, those were probably some of my best childhood memories just because it reminded me of my culture and how much um, in Latin culture um, collectivism is really huge. And so I really always enjoyed, you know, just getting to spend time with my extended family. Mm-hmm. I think that was really neat. And that's something that I just really value nowadays just because as I guess as people get older, you know, you have to make time now. Yeah. And so yeah. I guess when I was a kid, I, didn't, I had that time to spend time with family. So it's just always nice spending time with those people who you care about. What do you remember most about starting elementary school? What I remember most about starting elementary school was uh, how much of a fight it was with my mom getting me to school. (laughs) I remember I never wanted to be at school. I always wanted to be at home with my parents, um, playing with my younger siblings. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what I remember most about elementary school and how, like, much anxiety I'd get just Mm. being at school just Mm. because I didn't know any English, but... Another, on the bright side, I guess, the subject that I really enjoyed during uh, elementary school was math. Just you because, like math? Just because uh, with math, you didn't need to understand the language. You just didn't understand how the numbers worked and how things were able to equal out to each other. And that was my favorite subject. That was what I would always look forward to um, throughout the school day, just because it was something that I was actually good at. Yeah. And I didn't need to understand the language to be successful. So it, in many ways, math was its own language, and you mastered it, or you've found a way to be comfortable with it, to go beyond it. 
Yeah, so wow. that's what I, I did and that's what I enjoyed. Uh, that's what I just was overall really good at math and something that I enjoyed as a kid. Right. Awesome. Can you talk to us about uh, your transition from elementary to middle school? What was that like for you? I guess going into middle school, I had finally learned English, so school was had become easier. Uh, my social circle had expanded a little bit just because I was able to open up to more people and um, learn about them. So overall, middle school was a huge leap for me mm-hmm. uh, in the positive mm-hmm. direction. And I really enjoyed middle school as a whole, just um, growing up with um, some people that I grew up with in elementary and just seeing how much we had grown from mm-hmm. our elementary days. That was something huge. And just, I guess, during middle school, something I always look forward to was just um, family, just going home after school and spending time with family just because, I guess, uh, in that time, that was something that I really needed in my life, just that support. And I enjoyed that from middle school. Right on. Uh, did you get to join any extracurricular activities? In middle school, I was not as involved as I would have liked to. Um, my parents both worked, so I have to go home after school and um, spend time with tough. my siblings. And then my cousins would take care of me uh-huh. for some time, so I didn't really have time to do any extracurriculars. I guess I was involved in... NJHS, which stands for the Jun- National Junior Honor Society during middle okay. school, but that was just um, during our lunch, and mm-hmm. you had to be voted in okay. to be a member, so I guess that was something that I um, became a part of, but I guess just going into eighth grade, I remember uh, one of my teachers told me that I had definitely grown from sixth grade to eighth grade, and that just um, meant a lot to me, just because sometimes you don't realize these internal changes that are going inside of you but um, just knowing that other people do notice them just brings a spark in you. Right on. How did you and your family prepare for your transition to high school? I guess um, being the eldest in my family, my family didn't know how to transition Mm. um, for me from middle school to high school and I mean I wasn't as nervous to begin high school just because um, I thought in middle school, going into middle school was going to be something completely different, but in reality it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was just maybe a different environment, so I just told myself high school would be a different environment, but overall it'd be a good experience just because middle school was a good experience for me, so high school would be an even better experience for me as a whole. So I guess just um, looking forward to it, I was a little nervous, but overall the excitement of just being in high school and having those high school memories... Um, outweighed the fear of going into high school. Absolutely. Did you look forward to joining any extracurricular activities in high school? Yeah, so I wanted to be on the boys soccer team during high school and so Uh that was something that I wanted to do and that's something that I did for a couple of years and it was just something I looked forward to um, every day after school just going to Heath Middle School uh, where we used to have our soccer practices and just playing with the other guys on the team. It just brought a sense of community to me I also remember participating in, I think, LULAC, which stands for the the League of Latin American United Citizens, something like that. I'm not not too familiar with the term anymore, but that was just something I looked forward to just because um, I guess we were really united as a LULAC group at Greeley Central High School, and um, we would just do a lot for the community. Um, We would learn a lot about Latin culture and how 
we are connected to it so that was something I looked forward to in high school as well and obviously Upper Bound I didn't hear about Upper Bound till the beginning of my junior year of high school mm-hmm. when uh, my Upper Bound advisor Albert pulled me out of one of my classes and just talked to me about this fantastic program that I could join in I was just really excited by it just because um, we hadn't really had that at our high school and so from there on out when we had that opportunity to go to New Mexico for a junior trip it was just really something that I valued because that was something that I never or no one in my high school had that opportunity to do and for me to be selected to be part of this program where I could grow as a person but also see the potential that I had to be a college student was really huge for me. Moreover, I'd like to add that that was something that I really enjoyed. One of my favorite high school memories as a whole was just going to Florida during our Upper Bound um, STEM trip. That was right before COVID, like a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks before COVID started, and just being there with uh, the other Upper Bound folks just gave me uh, a sense of community and a sense of hope that I could really do great things you know so that's something that I also participated in high school that I really enjoyed and that I will always cherish. How did Upper Bound prepare you for college? I guess Upper Bound prepared me uh, for college uh, through the people that we had in our cohort I guess. I remember when I started Bridge my summer after the summer after my graduation year, that was something that I was more nervous about just because I was going away from home for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so just that fear um, was instilled in me. But then just reaching out to some of the other upper bound students who were also doing bridge just helped relieve some of that stress that, oh, you know, there's going to be people on campus who I can interact with who already have a relationship established with that's going to make this transition a whole lot easier. And then from there, you know, the CHEO office is located here at Colorado State University too, so there's always gonna be that support system here at school if I ever need them. Wonderful. Um, Were you thinking about college at this point when you joined after your first year in high school and into being in an upward bound? Were you thinking about like what colleges you might wanna go to? Yeah, so that's another good question. I remember we would take a lot of field trips to UNC just because UNC is the closest school mm-hmm. to Greeley Central High School. It's literally like across the street from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And from there, my other option was looking at Ames. And I mean, I know I wanted to go to college, but these two schools just didn't grab my attention. You know, mm-hmm. it was just till I got to see Colorado for State University for the first time that I fell in love with the campus. And I knew this was a school that I wanted to go to. And so from there, when I had this vision of like, oh, I would like to go to college here, I made like a, I guess like a goal for myself to, you know, apply to as many scholarships that I could, Mm -hmm. just so I could afford coming here. Mm -hmm. And I guess that was something that just pushed me to get through high school. I was just always looking forward to becoming a CSU Ram one day. Awesome. That is fantastic. I think uh, when students think about their college journey and, and what type of colleges they're thinking about, um, sometimes it's also difficult to bring it up to family members. Uh, how did you bring up the subject of college with your family? Because I know sometimes 
with first generation families is like, yes, please go to college. <laughs> but was that subject difficult to bring up or very easy? For me, it was really easy. Uh, my parents always wanted me to go to college since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, they so they really wanted that for you? Yeah, they've always really wanted that for me. Um, even though they didn't know a lot about what about the steps to getting to college, they knew that I could do it, right? right. And I guess um, my dad likes to listen to his radio station in the morning. He's a truck driver. Uh-huh. Uh, he the, t- the radio station would always talk about how great of a school CSU was and how oh, wow, it yeah. had a lot of like research opportunities and a lot of like um, good... Uh, people in it and so my dad would sometimes come home after school and just be like hey like I think CSU would be a great school for you to attend to you know based on what he heard or what some of his co-workers told him so I guess that was another reason why I wanted to go to CSU just because I knew I had my family support in coming here just because I knew how much of a fantastic institution this is. Right on. Do you have a favorite memory of the TRIO Upper Ground program when you were participating at CSU like do you have something that really sticks out to you? I wasn't in upper bound as much time as I had wanted. Uh, I did have a lot. I did have most of my upper bound time uh, through COVID. So we would have a lot of um, inter, uh, what's it called? A lot of virtual sessions. Oh, the virtual sessions. We would sessions? have yeah. uh, virtual sessions weekly. I guess that was one thing that was good about COVID was how as an upper bound family, we were united. Uh, during the normal school year, we would only see each other maybe two times a school year through mm-hmm. these things called UBUs. But then when COVID hit, we would have weekly meetings where we could uh, attend and play games with some of the with some of the supervisors or um, I forgot what they're called TAs that we had at the time. I think their names were Kayla and Junior. Mm-hmm. And so just getting to talk to them and getting to talk to some of the other students who would join those. Uh, weekly virtual sessions was really nice just because um, you got to be in contact more often and we would play games and they'd want to know about what I was doing in school and how my college applications were progressing throughout Mm -hmm. the school year so that was something nice that I really enjoyed just because I knew if I ever needed to talk to someone I could just you know hop onto that zoom and the people would be right there to talk to. Absolutely. Uh, What colleges made your top five list? We know that Colorado State University was the very top. <laughs> Were there other colleges that you really valued that you're also looking at? Yeah, so when I was also part of AVID. Oh, really? And one of our first projects during senior year was to select and apply for five colleges through the Common App. And I remember I knew CSU was going to be my top pick just because I wanted to go there. Uh-huh. And then from there, I just applied to other schools, you know, to see... If I would get accepted into any, I applied to UNC, obviously, just because it was close to home and it'd be a nice backup just in case something didn't work out with CSU. I applied to the University of Denver just because that was another school that I I really enjoyed touring and Uh that I would also have loved to attend. Moreover, I attended, I applied to CU Boulder and I applied to the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, where we had um, tours. Through Avid or through Upper Bound or through Gear Up, this was another program that I was involved in high school, and those were just some of the campuses that I got a tour that I really felt a genuine vibe from the community as a whole. And then, for fun, me and my advisor Albert um, 
told me, you know, you should apply to an outside school, maybe like a big school, you know, just to see if you would have gotten accepted into yeah. it. And I guess that I was like, yeah, you know, I have heard a lot about UCLA. And so, you know, I just applied to UCLA. Oh, you put, you UCLA. put your for UCLA. <laughs> yeah, wow. I remember, I think it was through November, me and Albert would sometimes have such difficult time, you know, getting a waiver for me to turn in my application for free. You know, we'd spend hours looking through my essays. And I guess uh, I was during spring break when I was in El Paso with some of my family over there uh -huh. that I got an acceptance from UCLA. Wow, and so you so, got an acceptance letter yeah. from UCLA. Wow. <laughs> so I thought that was just really huge and nice accomplishment just because I just wanted to see, you know, how much I had an opportunity of going to some other schools and you know, at the end of the day, I was just grateful. I guess I submitted that application to UCLA just because I know that if I have really wanted to go there, that I did have a possibility. So that should have validated all your experiences, right? Like UCLA would would, would have wanted you to, to be at their school too. But we're also very fortunate to have you here at CSU too. No bias at all. No bias. Um, as your senior year approached, did you reflect on your journey and everything that you've gone through? Yeah, senior year was a really reflective time in my life just because I did have online school most of the day. So I was spending most of the time by myself, um, doing homework, filling out college applications. Mm -hmm. And I guess through that, I just realized that this is real, you know, like I'm actually applying to college. I'm filling out those scholarship forms and I can't believe this is going to become a dream, you know, mm -hmm. not a dream, but a step forward in my life. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was something I looked forward to. And even though it was, you know, a hard time, I was taking a lot of college classes, not only from AP, but also doing enrollment to some classes at Ames Community College. And from there, I'd, you know, work on college applications, scholarship essays. And I wouldn't go to bed till 10, 11 that night just to wake up at 6 in the morning just to do the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. I guess it was just really stressful and just uh, a really hard time in my life just because um, of all the negativity and um, hopelessness around the world. Mm. It just sometimes would bring me down, but I just told myself that, you know, uh, this isn't gonna last forever. You know, if I work really hard, I can potentially cover all my expenses towards Colorado State University. And so I applied to as many scholarships I could. I even applied to some full-ride scholarships, and thankfully I was able to get the Monfort Scholarship, wow. which covers four years of tuition, so That's I amazing. basically got a full ride to CSU. And just uh, once I graduated from high school and I look back at my high school senior year, I'm just really thankful that I worked so hard every day and all that hard work paid off just because I'm now able to, you know, go into college not worrying about how am I gonna pay my bills because right. those are covered. And I just guess my hard work is something that I'm thankful for, that I was able to, you know, have this positive attitude, but also um, this optimistic attitude that all that I would go to CSU and that I would be here. Right on. Reflect with us a little bit longer about talk to uh, the, the moment that you graduated from high school. What was that moment like for you and for your family? I guess I felt surreal. I never thought I would graduate from high school. It was not something I ever really dreamed of. Um, but I guess sometimes I go to graduations as a little kid. And the most nostalgic part about it was like that graduation music when people are walking in, that mm -hmm. was the music that always like sang into me like, oh, when I graduate, you know, they're probably gonna play this music and it's just gonna bring back a, a lot of memories from when I was a little kid to where I am now about 
that I also completed this ritual in my life. And yeah. I guess um, I really enjoyed that day, um, just seeing everyone from my high school class uh, one more time, especially since we were not able to have a lot of those senior moments because of COVID, just seeing everyone reunite and just everyone looking forward to what the future whole had holds for all of us was something that just gave me a lot of optimism. I remember I took a lot of pictures with a lot of my friends, um, a lot of my professors, a lot of my advisors, and sometimes I'll look back at those photos and just realize how much time has changed, but those are people that I can always look for support in. And I guess I, my family was also there during that time to see me graduate, and them being there just showed me that, you know, I've worked so hard my entire life for my family to, you know, be proud of me and the person I've become. And it was just a really nice overall experience. Wonderful. You decided to attend Colorado State University. Ultimately, what led to that decision? What was the, what was the deciding factor for you? I guess the most deciding factor of me coming to CSU was just a lot of the programs that the institution had. It had the Academic Advancement Center, obviously. It had the Bridge Scholars Program. It had key communities. And it's just known, I guess, for having a lot of support, especially geared towards this first-generation community. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I really valued in at CSU just because I know that my identities here were um, valued by the, the CSU community. And I guess that was just one of the biggest factors of me coming here, but also uh, just knowing that it was close to home. And if I ever needed to go home for some reason that I could just because it was uh, close enough. Right on. Talk to us about your first year at CSU. What was enjoyable and what was challenging? <laughs> it's crazy to think that I'm not going into my third year and that like I my know. first year yeah, was right? two years ago. <laughs> I was like it was, I felt like it was yesterday. Some of my most core memories from my first year of college, I guess I remember were doing the British College program. That was a really neat program just because I got to meet a lot of people with similar um, passions as mine, you know, to graduate college one day and to have a career and to further advance ourselves and our legacies. That was one of my favorite memories when we went to Mountain Campus, to CSU Mountain Campus, and we got to share our stories and it just made me reflect that I'm thankful that I'm here and that my um, other British scholars, that the other British scholars of mine also were successful in coming to college. It just shows that, you know, my experience is validated just because we, there are a lot of people out there who have the same experience as mine. Going into the school year, I was excited just because this was a really huge campus so I knew I would meet a lot of people, especially mm -hmm. it would brought in my um, knowledge of the world as well. And I guess that those were some of my favorite uh, memories from my first year. I remember also going to the gym, eating at the dining hall. Those were also really good memories just because um, I had unlimited food of what I wanted to eat. Right, right. And I guess I really liked going to the gym. I had never really gone to the gym before, but going into college, that was something that I started getting an interest for, going to the gym. That's something I like to do now in my free time, just because it de-stresses me and just makes me know that, um, just makes me know that 
I can have those hobbies that can later um, I can have those hobbies of mine to later have on in life absolutely I think that's help that really helps right to have those uh, hobbies and to foster those hobbies that you later identify and say you know what I really like to do this this is my de-stressor a good time away from everything um, so my next question to you is how did you learn about the Academic Advancement Center's TRIO Student Support Services Program? Was it something that you automatically joined, or did they reach out to you? Yeah, how did that happen? Oh, wow. First of all, I like to, I forgot to talk about some of my um, setbacks from my first year of Oh, college. yeah, 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 yeah. Address <laughs> that really like quickly, to, and yeah. I guess my biggest setback uh, my first year of college was being away from family. Uh, growing up and going to these college tours, no one ever really tells you how lonely you can be on campus sometimes. And because you're away from home and just because you have to establish a support network, I guess that was my biggest challenge my first year and that was probably the only thing I didn't like about my first year, just being away from family. It was sometimes really difficult just uh, going to my dorm and, you know, I sometimes have all this stress that I want to relieve to and sometimes that person in my house would be my mom. Mm -hmm. So I'd probably give my mom a call. And even though she would um, tell me her words through person through the phone, it wasn't the same mm -hmm. through a person-to-person -person interaction. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I knew I'm doing this for a better future, Absolutely. and that I'd see my mom, you know, on the weekends when I'd go home. Absolutely. And then my next question is, how did I hear about the Academic Advancement Center? I heard through I heard about the Academic Advancement Center through Upperbound. I remember my senior year, they told us we were going to CSU to apply, to apply, to apply to the academic advancement center program and so I did and I'm thankful I'm here now just because I had the opportunity to meet so many uh, great advisors and I work here now as well so uh, it just really has become a home to me now and I guess I really just enjoy being part of the academic center as well and I've got the chance to meet Juan who is a really great person oh, and someone you. I look up to. <laughs> um. How has the AAC supported your goals? The AAC has supported my goals um, through numerous ways. Um, the first one is having those meetings with my advisor twice a semester. It's just really nice talking to someone who wants to hear about you and who wants to know how you're doing. So that's something that's always really nice um, throughout the semester. And I really like the fact that they say that you can come in as much as you want Mm. And people are here to support you just because it shows that the people who do work here care about their students and the caseloads that they have. Moreover, this Academic Advancement Center has supported me and, you know, having a job here as well. I wanted to start working just to have a little bit of extra income. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it could be used for my expenses. And so I applied here at the Academic Advancement Center just because I knew it was a place where I felt comfortable and where I could be successful. And I know they would be flexible with my schedule just in case I had something going on like an exam or some other issue. The Academic Advancement Center here just wants to see me be a better person. Mm -hmm. So that's another way that it has supported me. And lastly, I guess, um, just taking us on trips. I remember going to Morocco this past Oh January. wow, that must have been a, a wonderful experience. <laughs> it, it was really, really nice. and. Just getting to spend that time with, you know, the Academic Advancement Center uh, staff and moreover some of the Academic Advancement Center students was really me as well. And just 
I remember going to Encore too last year during 2022. Ooh, so you went to Encore yeah, last year. Yeah, and I right. just expanded my network as well, getting to know other students who I may have not gotten the chance to know of if it weren't for the Academic Advancement Center. So it's just a really nice office that I know I can count on. Right on. Can you tell the audience what the AAC does or, or Tree of Student Support Services? What, what do they do to support students overall? What the AAC and TRIO does to support students is just being a guide there if you ever need someone to go to. Um, in Upper Bound, I would always have my mentors uh, like Albert and Sean and Carla who would help us, you know, apply to college and just navigate us through um, the struggles of what uh, came with being first generation and going into college, the Academic Advancement Center um, does really similar things as well. You know, the mentors that we have here on campus also can guide us, you know, going into grad school or maybe looking for a job, a, career, a job after college and just being someone who's there to support you and who you could talk to about any issue that you may be having on campus. They just want to see you um, be successful as well. We also do have numerous workshops through the AAC uh, during the school year. Um, it's just really also need to get to attend those workshops just because they are actually valuable things that I uh, may not think about. For example, I went to a salary negotiation uh, workshop this past school year and it was just really nice getting to know some ways where I could potentially negotiate my salary uh, in the future. Mm -hmm. So the AAC is just here to support students um, socially, financially, and um, academically, all in one. How involved are you with the AAC TRIO SSS program? Like, we, we learned that you have a job here, you go to some workshops, but tell us about the level of involvement that you have. Like, uh, do you really do a lot within the program? I was not as involved as I was my first year of college. Okay. I started getting more involved in the AAC right after my Encore trip just because I found that connection with some of the mentors and some of the other students. So I knew going to the AAC was going to be a nice um, trip just because it's in the Oval, just because I know I have some really good memories here and going into my second year of college. I enjoyed being here at the Academic Advancement Center just because everyone here is so welcoming. I like talking to all the staff here just because everyone's so kind and friendly as well. Moreover, I'd like to add that I did get a job here as a front desk receptionist and as a, um, what was it again? As an AAC oh, arrive, a peer coach, a peer coach uh, for this upcoming school year. Yeah. And I guess it just shows that I do love working here and that I love to be involved in CHEO programs just because they have been a really great guide for me um, in any aspect of my life and I hope I can continue supporting TRIO when I get older and have my career and just coming back and uh, giving back to those who may also need that first generation guidance. Right on. Um, because you are so involved with the AAC, I'm wondering how involved are you with other organizations outside of the AAC and how are you maximizing your college experience? Yeah, so I like to be involved and participate in as many activities that I can, but also keep up to date with my academics and not let that um, fall. 
I'm also involved in the first generation student organization. Oh, wow. I am yeah. actually the social chair this uh, upcoming school year. Last year, I was awesome. the treasurer. So that's something that I also really like to be involved in just because I do take pride in being a first generation student. One thing that we do every year is the National First Generation Day, November 8th. We're out in the plaza um, doing activities for the whole community and just raising our voices, which is a day I always look forward to on campus. Mm -hmm. I'm also involved in some organizations within the College of Business, such as the Latinx student, the Latinx business student organization, where uh, Latinos get together, um, majoring in business, and we get to know a little bit more about Latino business owners around the state of Colorado. That's something that's also really neat and that I look forward to as well and also the first-generation student business organization as well. Mm -hmm. um, just more of that first-generation support as well. And then some other things I'm involved in at the moment are, I think that's about it, but I would love to uh, join more organizations these next two school years and maximize my college uh, experience and just um, cherishing every moment that I have here in the next two years. Right on. You're currently on your third year as a, a student at, at Colorado State University, Armando. What do the next few years hold for you? Um, what the next years hold for me are, I'm not completely sure. I'm just looking forward to uh, finishing my degree in both accounting and finance. I'm glad I have finally picked out my major. That was another struggle that I had was just not knowing what I wanted to major in, but just knowing that I picked out those two majors just because um, I really like to work with numbers and mathematics. I felt that was a great option to go into. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, getting to connect with other students and other individuals um, with those similar passions and those similar career interests as mine. And I like to become more involved uh, at CSU uh, sometimes. It may be hard to put yourself out there and doing stuff that you want to do, but you have not gotten the chance to do so yet. So just always um, taking risks. I guess I'll take more risks in the next two years just to maximize my college um, experience. And moreover, I guess I would like to get back, um, help other students as well. So that's why I took on the new job as a peer coach, just because I really like helping students and having those connections because it's really valuable to me when I was a high school student, having those guides that I could look up to and now myself being a guide, that's something I look forward to. Awesome. Are you gonna to go to grad school after you graduate from college, do you think? I am not too completely sure yet. Uh, going into college, I never thought about grad school. I just thought about my bachelor's degree, but lately, you know, being in the College of Business and being involved in the community, uh, going to El Centro, you hear a lot about students going to grad school who are also Latinx. And I guess that just pushed me into telling myself like, oh, if, you know, these people can go to grad school then I can go as well. You know, it's really, it's a possibility for sure. Absolutely. Um, I could get my master's in business administration if that's something I would like to continue pursuing. And um, I've thought about it, but I'm not too completely sure yet. I think it'd be a really neat experience and something that I'd be proud of myself for going to. But at the moment, I'm not too sure if I'm gonna go to grad school, but I could see it either being 50-50. What career are you hoping to pursue after graduation? 
That's another great question. So right now I'm interning for this um, accounting firm here for Collins called right um, Sukup and Bush. Uh -huh. So I've been preparing individual tax returns for individuals as well as doing some audits for some companies as well. And I guess I just really am starting to enjoy my work. Um, as an accounting major, um, faculty will always push you to get your CPA, uh, which requires 150 credits, so an additional year. Mm -hmm. But because I had a lot of uh, college credits, I mean, coming into college, I'll complete those 150 credits by the time I graduate from college. So I guess I'm looking forward to hopefully someday becoming a CPA. And from there, you know, that license opens up so many doors. Absolutely. I could either work maybe in public accounting or sometimes eventually I'd like to make my way to the corporate world and work somewhere in the corporate world where I can help people as well as just um, live up to the dreams that I have for myself. I'm going to ask you the most challenging question that I've had on the podcast. <laughs> Describe yourself in one word. Uh, one word that describes me is um, just optimistic. Optimistic. I've, Hello, I've been. I look forward to what the future holds, and I cherish what I've done in the past. And I'm just, I guess, what pushes me forward is just thinking about what great things I'll be able to do tomorrow, and um, how I'm able to help my community overall just reach success. Right on. Are there any mentors, advisors, professors, or teachers, or supporters you would like to thank on this podcast? I'd like to <clears throat> thank all the Upper Bound staff. Um, you guys have been, and still are, you know, a huge support. Um, I look forward to going to Upper Bound events throughout the school year just because I can catch up with the folks there. Moreover, I'd like to thank my um, avid teachers throughout my high school journey, those uh, teachers also uh, meant a lot to me just because they have helped me and they made me understand what FAFSA was, what college, and how to apply there, you know, going into Common App for the first time and filling out my Common App essay. I will always just cherish that as well because I uh, sometimes you will never forget the help you received when you needed it most, and that was an example of when I needed help the most, you know, going into college. I'd also like to thank the upper bound the academic advancement center staff as well you know i like to thank one just because i know they're more support and more mentors that i have now when i come in here who just want to see me be successful as i can i'd also like to thank my family just because without them i wouldn't be here and they've been probably my huge my most what's it called my my biggest fans out there, you know, my mom is just always so excited when I do something new, when I complete something, and that goes to show that family means so much to me. That's awesome. Uh, what are you currently listening to, watching, or reading? I am currently watching... What am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even have time anymore. If, if, if not that, are you reading or listening to or, you know, music that you really groove to? Well, yeah, I've been really liking um, Grupo Frontera okay. lately. Right on. And Is there a specific track that you would recommend to the audience? Uh, like, if they want to, like, just listen a little bit. What song would I recommend? I mean, I think all their songs are really good. <laughs> um, hard to narrow it down. Harder. Huh? It's hard to narrow it down. <laughs> I, 
just enjoy jamming out to cumbias norteñas as okay. well. Uh, I also really like Drao Alejandro. Okay. As of lately, uh, I really like his Saturno album as well. So those are some artists that I've been listening to. Um, some movies that I've watched recently were Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh my god, that was a good movie. It's a really, really good movie. Yeah. I, I went with my family to go watch it. And uh-huh. It was just a really good movie, and I'm looking forward to part three. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> same, same. I don't want the same. Uh, if you had the ears of every single trio student that's listening to the podcast, what advice would you give them, whether they're pre-college or currently in college? Advice I would give to uh, other trio students is to never give up on your dreams. Uh, if you look at me, you know I never thought I'd be here at a four-year institution. But just because I kept dreaming and I kept working hard for what I wanted, I'm here now. So whatever it is out there that you're looking forward to in life, you know, just never stop working hard for it. Um, Keep dreaming about it because, you know, that's going to be one of your biggest um, drivers to reaching that goal. And just to always remember where you started and just always acknowledge the people who have helped you get there as well. Wonderful. If you had all trio professionals in one room listening to this podcast, what would you say to them? say thank you um thank you so much for helping me along this journey to get to where i am now i'm never gonna forget the help and the support that the trio uh, program family as a whole has done for me and i am looking forward to one day also being a mentor for other younger students and helping them uh, discover their passions in life right on Armando, it was such a pleasure to have you on this podcast. I hope to have you again in the near future with no, with new updates. <laughs> yes, thank you, Juan. I hopefully we'll give an update maybe when I graduate or oh, before I graduate. Yeah. And just see how life has changed from those two years. Fantastic. So thank you so much. I just want to say thank you, Juan, again for putting this on for, for me. And I'm just looking forward to what the future holds. Absolutely. <laughs> So, Armando, we have a tradition on the Let's Talk Trio podcast where we have the guests sign off. Do you care to do the honors? Yeah, I'll do the honors. This is Armando Maqueda, a accounting and finance major and a Upper Bound alum and current Academic Advancement Center participant. And I'm living proof that Trio works. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a Trio program? Do you want your program highlighted? You or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk Trio. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk Trio. We want to get your story to the public. That was our guest, Armando Maqueda, who is a current student at Colorado State University and participant of the Academic Advancement Center's Trio Student Support Services Program. Armando, thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing your trio story. Remember, if you would like to be on the Let's Talk Trio podcast or know a staff, advocate, participant, or alumni, send us an email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. That email again is L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. A huge thanks to our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Dr. Jamie Motley, Dr. Ryan Barone, Angelica Valdez, Rosario Riley, TrioJobList.com, Jaded Electronics, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for your continued support of this podcast. 
You too can be a sponsor of the Let's Talk Trio podcast in one of three ways. Become a monthly patron on Patreon. Our base patron level starts at a dollar a month. Become a corporate sponsor via Patreon by placing an ad on the podcast. For $100 a month, we will run your ad for every episode we publish in that sponsored month. Become a supporter with a one-time donation to the podcast PayPal account. The handle is at Let's Talk Trio. Again, that handle is at Let's Talk Trio. I'd like to take a moment to thank our honorary members of the Let's Talk Trio podcast, Roderick Chambers, Tony Ho, Scott Kendall, and Susan Cramp. The Let's Talk Trio podcast team is John Russell, audio engineer, music producer and composer, and post-production editor. Amelia Castañeda, script supervisor, marketing manager, social media manager, and producer. Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. This episode was recorded Friday, June 30th, 2023. Remember to always exercise your right to vote. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode.